Welcome to the CBIA BizCast. I'm your host, Ali Warshavsky, and today on our podcast, we're speaking with Ryan McGurk of RSM. RSM is an audit, tax, and consulting firm and a sponsor of our Manufacturing Summit on October 29th at the Marriott in Trumbull. Ryan is here to tell us what RSM is hearing from manufacturers and a taste of what our 2021 manufacturing report revealed. So Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. Good afternoon. Happy to be here. Well, first of all, for anyone who doesn't know, Ryan, explain what is RSM and how do you work with manufacturers in Connecticut? Sure. So as you mentioned, you know, RSM, we are a leading provider of audit tax consulting, um, focus on the middle market. So we're the fifth largest firm in the U.S. And, you know, our vision is to be that first choice advisor to the middle market and the middle market leaders. So that's kind of our niche to work with those those companies in that market space. And we've developed a pretty good strategy and um, ability to do that with those, you know, companies and individuals, particularly manufacturing as well. Um, so, sorry, the, the firm itself, you know, we have about 13,000 people across the US um, and about 2,400 in the Northeast and about a little over 300 in Connecticut, um, serving all sorts of industries, but particularly the manufacturing industry. Um, so, yeah, well, thanks for explaining that because you have worked with us last year as well, and, and possibly in years since uh, way before my time on this manufacturing summit. In the past year and a half, and coming up on two uh, since the pandemic began, have certainly been probably the most challenging for manufacturers. Did you see a lot of them relying on PPP loans to survive this time? Yeah, I would say there was a good majority that. Um, went after the PPP loan and received the funding. You know, some of the ones, some of our clients that maybe didn't either because they were fortunate enough to have liquidity or access to capital, either through existing lines of credit or, you know, their ownership structure. But there was a far majority that did actually take out the PPP loan. So very happy to have them. Um, You know, some of their biggest concerns at the very onset of the pandemic was, you know, not only keeping the lights on, but you know, a lot of our manufacturers that we see and we work with care a lot about their people and how did they keep, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty to keeping the people and, and their payroll, meeting payroll costs. So those PPP loans went a long way towards kind of fulfilling, you know, or mitigating some of that risk for them. Yeah, because a lot of them, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, had to keep their factories open, right? I mean, they're still manufacturing, but they couldn't keep the same amount of people in. So there's probably days where some of their employees actually couldn't come into the office or the uh, plant or wherever the factory because of um, COVID restrictions. And yet the company probably still wanted to keep them on payroll um, because even though they can't be in there, it's not like they didn't want to, just the spacing issue at some yeah, point. A lot, of, a lot of companies had to pivot and pivot very quickly. Um, so whether it was maybe opening a third shift or figuring out how did they practice and develop social distancing, which in the past was not a concept, right? Especially on a manufacturing floor where you might have to work very closely with other members of the production team or operations. So it was taking those considerations in um, you know, how do you get, no pun intended, but PPP, personal protection, um, you know, for, you know, our, the, you know, their employees and, and still, you know, keep in mind what their ultimate business goals are to produce a, 
you know, a high quality product for their end customers. So there was a lot of juggling that. And I think the PPP loans was very helpful. Um, and we saw a lot of the funds that they received, if not all, used towards kind of that, um, you know, that motive. Yeah, part of it was, at, at least in the beginning, is part of it had to be used for company payroll and other parts could be used for other things. Um, certainly keeping people employed in Connecticut was a great thing to see companies do during the pandemic. But our manufacturing report uh, showed 88% of manufacturers reported difficulty finding and retaining workers and 41% called the labor shortage the main obstacle to growth. You know, what have you been hearing? Have you been hearing they're really having trouble um, regain, or rebuilding their workforce or finding skilled employees here in Connecticut? Yeah, and I think this is well documented in a lot of channels in the media too. There, there's obviously a, a labor shortage um, for especially talented uh, the workforce, right? So a lot of our clients and our manufacturers, you know, that is a that is a real struggle. You know, the shifting workforce dynamics, and I think that those dynamics in the workforce shifted very quickly. You know, um, with the pandemic, so we see a lot of our you know, clients and their leadership at clients asking, you know, how do we attract, you know, talent, obviously, to keep up with our organization and sustain growth? You know, how do we adjust to what, you know, this new dynamic workforce in the marketplace is looking for? Um, you know, a lot of people have reconsidered what's important for them to themselves as their individuals and their families. So how do companies reassess kind of their value proposition um, to the workforce, their employees, but also prospective employees. And, you know, it, it, it's certainly a challenge. Um, and I think, like I, like I said before, I think it was a challenge that came accelerated very quickly during the pandemic, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and uh, part of our, our manufacturing report, it seemed to show that one of the issues is competitive wages and the cost of living in Connecticut. Did you see or hear from manufacturers that they had to increase their hourly wage or salaries to, to try to attract more talent? Yeah, and obviously that's the first thing you could think about too. You know, what, what's important to people? Competitive salaries, their wages. You know, obviously you move on to what else can we do from a benefit standpoint? But I think some of the other aspects that our clients and manufacturers, you know, in the state are thinking about and across the, you know, the Northeast and the country too is, you know, what else outside of the comp, you know, compensation is important to people. Um, you know, people want to feel involved and they want to also be, they want to work for companies that are innovative and adapting to technology and so forth. So, you know, individuals are adapting to new technologies every day in their personal lives. They want to go to work and experience that kind of evolution too. So I think it's important that the manufacturers continue to evolve and what else can we do you know, obviously it's going to benefit attracting workforce, but there's obviously dividends to the production and efficiencies and, and so forth, just from, you know, thinking about that value proposition outside of just compensation, but, you know, the greater holistic needs of, of their employees. So. Yeah, I think the pandemic brought quality of life to the forefront of a lot of people's minds, but it's definitely tough with manufacturing with something that people um, can't really work remote uh, some days or most days of the week. So sure. something they're certainly going to have to figure out um, as the workplace continues to evolve. And I know we mentioned a lot of negatives, trying to find the work uh, workforce and um, possibly offering higher wages and the high cost of living in Connecticut being a problem. But 
our, it looks like our um, survey or our report revealed that over half of the businesses um, that we surveyed seem to be growing and only 12% forecast um, a decrease. So it does seem like overall there's some optimism about growth of manufacturing in Connecticut. Yeah, certainly. And, and, you know, we hit on the struggles of the workforce, which is obviously key to driving, you know, growth. But some of some of the manufacturers benefited, as we mentioned earlier, kind of being um, deemed kind of essential businesses, you know, whether they're in certain industries and sectors, you know, maybe aerospace, which is big here in Connecticut. Um, but a lot of them are considering, hey, we're struggling in the workforce. How do we, you know, meet our long term strategic growth goals, you know, especially from an organic standpoint and not just from an, an acquisitive standpoint. Um, so they're adopting technologies, you know, as I mentioned before, they're looking towards automation and potential, you know, iterative things enabled devices in your manufacturing facility. You know, how, do, how can we use, you know, technology and the data that's on our production floor? How can we harness that in a more efficient manner? And I think as companies continue to do that, that's gonna drive, um, profitability and growth. Um, so that's kind of, you know, where we see a lot of, you know, exciting kind of changes. Um, it's not just show up, punch the clock and, you know, let's, let's make something. It's like, how can we adapt and, and gather additional information and data that's maybe always there, but we just never had access to, um, you know, to help us understand our problems in real time. And, you know, I think that's some of the edge the companies are looking for and, and hoping to take advantage of to drive that growth. Yeah, and just streamlining processes, right? Looking into ways to do that. And one way I think manufacturers are really concentrating on streamlining or figuring out another way is that supply chain. You can't turn on the TV and watch the news or open a newspaper and not see supply chain shortage in one of the headlines. Is that something that you're hearing from manufacturers that they're dealing with and trying to find solutions to right now? Yeah, and this goes back, you know, like you said, it's all over the news, um, whether it's it's the ports and things are stuck in shipping containers, or even if you just think globally overseas, there's workforce and constraint issues, you know, over in Asia on just getting these things onto boats. Um, you know, so that's obviously led to a, a big increase in lead time in, you know, whether it's raw materials for our manufacturing clients or even just capital equipment that they need to kind of keep up with their expected growth. Um, you know, and so that's that's been a big burden, um, and, and it's how do companies reassess, you know, the resiliency of their supply chain? Um, you know, how do they get more kind of insight into, you know, what's causing lead time, you know, problems, and, and how do we risk assess that and process that, and then you know mitigate that? So we're seeing a lot of that, um, you know, and it goes everywhere, just from local labor too in the U.S. on truck drivers. There's a shortage of truck drivers. So freight's increasing and, and all these rising costs that manufacturers are either absorbing or trying to figure out, can they even pass us on to their end customer at that point? So it, it's certainly certainly a challenge uh, to couple with the workforce that we spoke with earlier. So yeah, there's just that uh, when I was speaking with uh, TD Bank, who has been working with them to secure their PPP loans and will also uh or who will also be speaking at our manufacturing summit um they mentioned that 
you know, the pandemic was one hill to get over, but now since things are going virtual, cyber fraud is something they, that manufacturers have to worry about, supply chain issues and the labor shortage. Um, I know that we've heard from some of um, our member companies that they are looking at um, the bigger ones, partnering with other bigger companies to um, partner with their supply chain issues. So um, maybe load up the same truck, two companies pitching in to load up the same truck and others relying on 3D printing to print their supply chain. So maybe that's a little bit of what we call manufacturing 4.0. I know you mentioned that before. So let's go into what is that? Is that the, the, the future with 3D printers and, and um, different types of materials to help the supply chain? Yeah, and it, it, it's it's a much more holistic, you know, that it's a much more holistic kind of um, strategic change that, you know, companies are looking to, you know, evolve into a manu manufacturing 4.0 world isn't there's no end date, hey, we're going to meet the end of this project and we're manufacturing 4.0. It is kind of a cross organization, um, you know, value proposition that's perpetually ongoing. So, you know, it's something that uses advanced technologies allows manufacturers to kind of reimagine their operations, right? And that's, you know, not just the operations for, but it's the finance, their technology, supply chain, you know, um, reimagining supply chain, you know, also finding what tools automation and connection, can they find and use that data that's in your manufacturing supply chain and customer data, you know, and, and analyze that to be more prescriptive at the end of the day, right? Right now, people look at data on the back end. It's descriptive to describe what happened. You know, it's finding ways to then be diagnostic with the data, predictive, and then prescriptive, right? So using that data to get ahead of the challenges and, you know, strategize from a, you know, short-term, but also long-term kind of, you know, organizational initiative. Which is why we're seeing all those Internet of Things labs or IoT labs pop up, correct? They're the ones sure. looking for the how do we prevent your refrigerator from not working before it doesn't work. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, I got to make sure my refrigerator doesn't go because we all have that problem. That's a great example. Great way to put it in the, your your personal life example. Right? <laughs> Things I'm worried about, clearly food, right? Um, and making sure my refrigerator works. But my last question for you, Ryan, is, you know, where do manufacturers go from here? What is their main focus, do you think, going into just short term, really 2022? Yeah, I think, you know, the biggest thing right now, we talked about the supply chain. So, you know, how do they continue to optimize supply chain, dual sourcing? Um, you know, do they find suppliers or vendors that are closer to them, mitigate some of the you know, lag time, lead time, um, you know, continuing to mod modernize and leverage technology, um, you know, maybe less short term, but more investment too in technology, learning, a, you know, prescriptive AI, um, you know, help companies leverage analytics, you know, scenario planning, forecast planning, stuff like that. Um, and then we've also talked about the workforce. That's obviously very key. And, you know, how do we get talent in our building, whether it's the manufacturing, operations, finance, accounting, HR, it's all interconnected, right? Um, and how do we change that value proposition for our, our workforce uh, to get them to want to come in and, and be excited for, you know, evolving and pushing the enterprise, you know, our clients' uh, visions forward. So we're seeing a lot of that. So it 
difficult times, but exciting times too, because I think a lot of the technology that's out there, um, when we see companies be successful and, and ride out the storm, as we've seen a lot of our clients, um, it's been very rewarding to kind of sit side by side with them and, and see them through that process. So. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you in person at our Manufacturing Summit, October 29th at the Trumbull Marriott. You can register for the summit at cbia.com. And thank you for listening to the BizCast. Subscribe on Apple, on SoundCloud. And of course, you can also listen to more episodes at cbia.com.